show was created by a menace for menaces. Menace to society. From menace to decent society. And always has been a menace to society. You are now locked into a brand new episode of the Menace to Society podcast. Made for those who don't settle, don't stick to the status quo, and for those who aren't afraid to think outside the box. Let's go. If you aren't afraid to speak up or do things differently, even when things do not make any sense to most people, then this is for you. We smash goals and crush average. All day, A-Day, baby. The Menace to Society podcast starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the MAF podcast. I am your host, Terrence Berner, with my junior host, Nikki, the Peacock Trevelyan. Just kidding. He's not the he's not the junior host. He's the hostess with the most of snack time. Trevelyan, as we call him. What, what up, up, what up? Hey, I'll be right back. I got to grab a snack real fast, though. That's why they call me snack time, because I'm always snacking. Yeah, look who <laughs> no, we got. True story. They call me snack time because I literally eat all the time. <laughs> yeah, every time I turn around, the dude is grabbing a freaking snack when he comes to stay at my house. I'm like, dude, you just had a beef stick. He's like, I need another one. They literally have a whole drawer of snacks for, for old Nikki T when he's in town. Uh, but enough about me. We got a hell of an entrepreneur on Brittany with Master Hands Painting. What is up, Brittany? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Be hizzle in the hizzle. True menace. <laughs> this girl, this girl, from the minute I met her, I was like, dude, this girl is just ready to kick down some doors. I love it. We're going to pick your brain today on things that, that you're doing well. We're going to get to know you and the, the, the vision for your business and all the above. So, Brittany, welcome to the MAF podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Ready Sorry. for your questions. We'll see what you say at the end. <laughs> hey, this so go ahead. So you got to tell the story of how your company was founded. And I just think this is absolutely beautiful. Tell us about Master Hands painting and the Chicago style painting. So my dad started painting with his dad uh, when he was a child, like around 10 years old back in Illinois. Um, and we actually relocated here to Arizona in 95 to start our company. Mm. Um, the main reason we came to Arizona was because we can paint year round. So literally what we're doing here is painting year round and just keeping busy. Um, my dad, again, he started this company when we first came here and then he passed away in 2021 from COVID. Mm. So I took over the company. We've been in a little bit of a transition the last year and a half. Um, with that being said, but we still have all the same painters and we're really blessed and just hanging in there. See, that's one of the things I like about you. When, when we first met is you told me the story of your grandfather and your father and the Chicago style painting and how the legacy of master hands is really kind of in your hands now, you know, and it obviously didn't happen. It happened probably a lot sooner than I think you were expecting, but you've been able to take on all these challenges and adapt and pivot and and not only like take it on, but like start really, you know, kind of getting your name out there. And I think that's a really admirable quality about you, Brittany. Thank yeah. you. It's awesome. So why? I mean, your dad chose entrepreneurship. Your, your dad chose the painting business. But why did you choose it? So I actually kind of have been preparing myself for this my whole life. I just didn't know exactly if it was going to be this or something different. But I've always kind of liked the idea of having my own company, being my own boss. I just never had that push to really go out there and do it. Um, so this was kind of like my time to shine. 
I studied business and small business management in college and also some real estate. Um, mm. So that kind of pushed me into this. And I just, I love everything about homes and remodeling them. So even if I'm not doing the actual real estate part, I'm, I'm really happy with what I'm doing. Love it. I love it. So were you helping out in the business when your dad was still around? Um, no, not really. We kind of had this uh, separation between family and business while my dad was around, which is probably beneficial. Uh, the main things I really helped with was some small marketing things here or there. Um, I always did like flyers as I was growing up. He would get me and my friends to do them. So I've kind of always had like that community support and people knowing about our company, but I didn't do too much hands-on within the company until my dad. Yeah. What has been your biggest lesson? Like that big, just slap in the face. We all get them. We all think, Oh, I'm prepared. I can do this. I got this. You know, we listen to some Tony Robbins in the morning, like jobs are just going to flow to us. No problems are going to come with any crews. We're just going to be painting houses and stacking cash. And then you realize you get this big old slap, a crisp slap across the face. Uh, maybe you didn't get that. I've had it in every single business I've ever started. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering what that big, just punch to the face, your first big punch to the face was after losing your dad that, you know what I'm talking about? That one that just causes you to second guess, like, do I really want to be doing this? Yeah, I, I guess I would say to be prepared for the worst. I've had, um, people not paying us where we've had to kind of take them to court that was something I wasn't prepared to do, but had to make happen. Mm. Um, other than that, I guess it would be just waiting for payments, but still having a crew of people depending on me, um, having to jump into action and just fill in those gaps. If there's no money, but I have people that are counting on me, it kind of creates a different sense of urgency. Mm. Um, so that's been the biggest kind of slap in my face is like, I don't have a choice. There's people waiting on me, counting on me. What keeps you from just throwing in the towel and quitting? This, this entrepreneur game is gritty. It's tough. It's ugly. It ain't sunshine and rainbows, right? Uh, that That's for the people that sell flowers and trees for a living. It ain't, ain't for most of us. What, <laughs> what keeps you grounded in just the I'm willing to do whatever it takes, figure out whatever I got to do to keep growing and scaling my business? Well, I think either way, life is hard, right? So you can choose the easy way somewhat and quit, but it's still going to be hard if you quit. It'll be probably just as hard if you quit and start over with something else. Um, and then aside from that, like I just have a group of men who've continued to show up for me, um, counted on me since day one and haven't left. So I can't leave them hanging. So that's kind of the biggest thing that really keeps me going is continuing to provide for my crew and then just obviously hang on to our family legacy. Mm. I love that. I love how you're honoring them, you know, with you and your mom and what you guys are doing today. I just think that's such a that's such a powerful thing. So I also think like one of the things I've noticed about you is you're always learning and always trying to find the right answers. Where does that come from, Brittany? So like most entrepreneurs would be like, oh, I can't figure this out. You're like, no, no. Who do I got to talk to to figure this out? Like, where does that come from? Um, I think being thrown into this industry and then being so like unaware I've really had to change my mindset completely and just be super open-minded and like soak up everything like a sponge. So I've kind of had to humble myself and be like, okay, I'm in an industry I have no idea too much about. I need to learn from the people around me. I can't just act like I know it all because that only gets you so far. 
Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's given me the most growth ever, just being willing to sit in rooms where people are better and bigger than me. Um, mm-hmm. And that helps me grow. Mm. Love that. I love that. So what, what would you say? Uh, let me let me phrase it this way. How important has that been? Uh, it's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to be like, I need to get around better people. I need mm-hmm. to go around people that are thinking bigger. Talk to us about how how important that has been for you to actually get in those rooms. Um, extremely important. It's changed my mindset, complete 360, um, these signs and stuff like that. I wouldn't have gotten before MenaceCon. I probably would have thought it's a waste of money. Um, I've been going to trade shows. I've been reading books, um, just trying to continue to learn from the people around me. Um, success definitely leaves clues. So I'm trying to follow the successful people, see what they've been doing and stop wasting my time. Um, I I think the first year I spent a lot of time just observing and watching what types of decisions I can make. And I almost wish I didn't watch for so long and just did more action right away. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm excited to be in that action phase now where I've seen enough and I want to make changes in my company. Mm. I love that. Speaking of action, girl, you are an action taker. Yeah. You There's are. not a thing that we don't give Whoa. you that you don't, you don't take action on right away. And I think for those listening and watching, you know, the, I think the game of entrepreneurship is just trying things and testing things and moving on things. And when you get a good idea, it's the time it takes from idea to implementation. And that's just one of the things I admire about you most is you're just ready. You're ready to work. And I just think that that's a very admirable quality, Miss Brittany. Thank you. Man, we got to give you a plug. You ready? You ready for this? This girl is a sponsor at MenaceCon. Now, aside from the fact that we're throwing MenaceCon, which is dope, it takes courage to, you know, uh, throw your wallet over the fence and make an investment. Because every time uh, you make an investment in your business, there is some form of uncertainty. Like we all we all know that there's nothing guaranteed except for death and taxes. That's it. Only two things, you know. Uh the well, that and I'll leave like my socks on the floor for sure. My wife knows that's a guarantee. <laughs> that's a Chipotle burrito guarantee. <laughs> but as, aside from that, like talk to talk to us about why it is that you made that. I don't know if I'd use the word scary. For me, a lot of times it's been scary when I've had to invest because not knowing the outcome. I think there's some healthy fear sometimes that comes with that. Talk about your process in in deciding why to continue to invest in yourself and specifically MenaceCon. Um, honestly, I had a little bit of a sense of urgency because I knew that if I didn't do it, most likely my competitor will. And just Mm. having that available only to one person per trade kind of put that urgency under me. Mm -hmm. Um, I have this mindset where like, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. And then I would Mm. probably be a little bit jealous or salty or I'd probably lose out on an opportunity. So if I see an opportunity, I don't want to ponder over it. I just want to jump on it before the opportunity is taken by someone else. Love that. That's why you're a menace, girl. Take Mm -hmm. action. Action is what gets the deal done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gets the deal done. So, Brittany, for those listening, who's your target client? Like, like we obviously got to plug it. You're a sponsor. Like, somebody's listening Ooh. local in Phoenix. Who's your dream client right now, and how can they get a hold of you? People so that want their dog houses painted? No. <laughs> Probably not. It's a little bit small. We have a minimum. 
Um, so we do commercial and residential projects. We're dual licensed, but uh, I would say our targets would be like resorts, retirement centers, ap- apartment complexes for those commercial jobs. Mm-hmm. And then aside from that, residential homes, um, we do homes throughout all of the valley, but we're really looking to get into those luxury, um, whether it's new construction or repaints. Mm-hmm. We're often in like Paradise Valley and the Scottsdale area, Arcadia. So those are kind of our our areas that we like to work in. Dope. Love it. So how could how could somebody get a hold of you though? If they're like, no, we we need this girl to paint our stuff up. How can they get a hold of you right now? Six two three. Or you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all on Masterhands Painting. And then our website, you can also put in a request for an estimate at masterhandspainting.com and you can read all about us on there. Shameless plug for our girl Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> So talk to us about uh, what what vision do you have as we're kind of moving to the end of the year? Uh, this time of year, really, there's there's two things that happens. And I see this in entrepreneurs is one, people just find a reason to kind of wind down and cool it because um, it is kind of a weird gap. It's like you need to be thinking about 2023. You need to be uh, putting together the plan, you know, what you're going to go execute in 2023 but not at the expense of forgetting that 2022 isn't over, right? There, it, it is, we're in that weird kind of like gap towards the end of the year where it's super, super important over these next 50 days, 45 days. Talk to us about your vision uh, into 2023 and what, what it is that you guys are after. Um, so right now we're on track to kind of be meeting up with my dad's past numbers for the year. So we're on track to be on around uh, 500K for the year. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to double that by next year and reach a million. But after I went to Uncle G's seminar like a week or two ago, I'm trying to hit two million. I feel like one oh, million. Yeah, so I'm trying to um, hire a lot by uh, for next year. I, I expect that we have some big jobs that are pending that we should land for next year. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely need to triple or quadruple my crews. Um, and that's something that I know if I do, I can reach those goals that I have. Love um, it. I've been doing different things to kind of delegate it off of me and put it onto my painters. I've been promoting from within, getting foremans, getting people promoted to do sales. Um, I'm in the process of getting GPS on all of my fleet so I can have people as drivers now for me. Nice. So I'm just trying to kind of clone myself, but in a responsible way so that I can still manage my crew. Love it. Love it. So what what's the number one thing that you're just on fire about right now that just like has you when your feet hit the bed, you just you're moving from the time your feet hit the floor to the end of the day? What has just got you lit up and fired up right now? Um, I'm really excited about being able to do more networking and marketing. Before, Mm -hmm. I think I was a little bit just hidden and kind of would stay to myself and think, oh, my clients aren't really on the internet or Mm -hmm. I don't need to do X, Y, and Z. But now I realize I kind of need to do everything. So kind of just throwing Mm -hmm. myself out there has been a really fun process and a little bit different. Um, and I'm excited to just continue promoting from within, within my crew um, and kind of helping create that culture. I can really see a, a difference within kind of how I'm leading them after MenaceCon and different events. 
Mm. that they kind of see they have more of a potential with me than just another painting company because I'm kind of feeding all that knowledge into them and giving them opportunities to continue to grow. Man, I love that. I love that. So what, what would you say to the entrepreneur right now that uh, is feeling stuck, maybe feeling a little bit hopeless, is wondering if they should push forward or quit. What advice would you give that person? Sometimes sometimes you just need to pivot. And people think like pivoting is quitting. Pivoting is not quitting. You know, pivoting is not quitting. Quitting is quitting. Pivoting is not quitting. So what 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 would you give to that person that they're just, you know, disheartened? They they spend too much time watching the news. They think that the whole world is falling apart and there's no opportunity. Talk to that person for a second. Um, I would say like as a prime opportunity as a business owner, it's really cool to be able to have control over so many different areas. If you're feeling like down, like you're just stuck, there's so many things that you can change that'll create like more production or just more happiness in general in whatever role that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, myself personally I had to change the people that I was around I had a lot of like naysayers and just people who would question ideas I had and once I changed that I've just been going full force like oh well Terrence and Jason and Nikki T do this so I don't care I'm gonna do it like completely change my mindset um, just by changing who I'm around so that's what I would recommend to people who are feeling down Um, don't surround yourself with other people who are down or who are going to continue to put you down you're not to change the people around you if you need to before you just completely change your life. You can change pieces within it. Ooh, that's fire. Ooh, <laughs> that's good. That that's is good, good Brittany. Yeah. I just I think you found yourself in, in the right rooms, right? Like you had a goal to grow. Who's kind of moving at that level I want to be around? And you just started modeling. You know, Anthony Robbins says find somebody who's achieved the level of success you seek and then just model what they did. And you just keep getting in bigger rooms and getting around movers and shakers. And I just think that's that's a representation of where you're at, but also for those listening, get in the right rooms, be around people that are moving and shaking. They're going to push you. You know, you are the average of your five closest friends. And I think that's so true. Yeah, it's awesome. Nikki T and I did a podcast earlier and it was with Gary Brecca, obviously wild success, wildly successful business partners with Grant Cardone. And he, you know, he goes... He talks a lot about the science of what he does. And I, I asked him, I wanted to get into the entrepreneur because I, I know his background. He was an employee, a highly, highly compensated employee, and then decided to start a business. Obviously, it takes a different mindset. And it was interesting to me that he told this story of, of how he was less than 90 days from going out of business, right? He just was in a cash crunch. And it came down to him selling this beautiful home, just this this gorgeous home that, uh, you know, the way he described it, it was like the house that you just, you put on your vision board. You're just so stoked when you get it. And making that decision to sell the home so he could keep the business afloat is, is what propelled him forward. Because everybody sees now, they see he's working with the UFC. He's working with the NFL. He had just got done yesterday working with a professional soccer player and they see all of that. And it's so easy to forget that at some point in your business, 
your commitment to what it is that you say you want will be tested. At what point are you going to step up and realize that sometimes, you know, the the very the ugly thing that you got to do is going to be staring you in the face so that you can you can keep the momentum and move forward. And I loved hearing that. That's the thing I love is there's always a messy, dirty story in there with entrepreneurship. I mean, you essentially your entrepreneurial journey was birthed out of the death of your father and losing your dad to COVID. I got a feeling when he was healthy before that, you weren't sitting around thinking, you know, in a couple months, I'm going to take this business over and my dad's going to be out of the picture and everything's going to rest on my shoulders. And I'm going to, I'm ready. I'm a badass. I, let's go. But when your dad losing your dad, the way that you did, it's like that you had to show up that way immediately. I'm sure that was tough because you're having to grieve, grieve for your father and make sure to be there for your employees and to continue to grow the business. And you can't just detach and grieve and try and get over this thing. I mean, that's in a lot of ways, I, I would be curious, Did the do you think the business helped with some of that that was going on with your dad because you had something to occupy that you had to still show up for with losing him? Yeah, definitely. It kind of was a distraction. Gave us something to still a do. A healthy one, right? Yeah, it helped with my mom too. Like we completely remodeled our whole house. We were just so busy. <laughs> um, yeah. so we, we kept ourselves busy and it just was a good distraction. But at the same time, we felt like we had... Um, our purpose that we were kind of fitting into. But definitely when all this happened, I had just bought a house and I had to rent that out. I wasn't making any money for a couple months. So I I definitely went through all of those things to be yeah. here. And people just think like, it's just, you know, oh, an entrepreneur, you can do what you want and you're your own boss and nobody can tell you what to do. And nah, nah, nah. it's like, yeah, but there, there's, there's the, the dirtiness that comes with it too. Just the the roll your sleeves up, get to work, pay the price, do whatever it takes. And uh, when you were talking about, you know, I know you, the background with your dad and your mom is so sweet. She is just an awesome lady. And it's like nobody, nobody likes to talk about that. It's, you know, because on, on the gram, it's all glitz and glamour and no trials and no nobody talks about the fears that they have and the doubt that they have. And that's just the raw and I would say beautiful thing, to quote my friend Nikki Peacock, the beautiful thing of entrepreneurship is uh is uh I'm on fire right now. Is is that is is finding out who you are through the mess mm -hmm. and, and what you're capable of and being willing to say this is here so that I can find out who I am. And what I what I'm really capable of, and uh, I just think that's so awesome. You know, I just knowing your story and then Brecca's earlier. I'm like, man, entrepreneurship is really you got to be gritty. You got to be so gritty because it will it will test you. I'm sure. I know you and I have talked on these walks. It's like you're like I feel the pressure that. When my guys are finished with a job, I got to have another job for them to go to because I don't want to call them and say, hey, uh, you got to sit at home, bro. Like, I uh, don't have anywhere for you to go. And, and uh, you know, you got you. It's not like you're hustling for yourself. You got you're hustling for them. You're not concerned. You don't say I don't have another job. It's like we don't have another job so that my guys can go paint the houses. 
And I think that's the sign of a great leader, you know, is there's you. you thinking about your people that way, you know, because you're thinking they they need to be making money. You know, yeah. if I don't, then they'll just probably go somewhere else where they can. And in general, they always show up for me. So I have to do my part and have the work keep showing up for them. Yeah, I love that. All right, Brittany, before we go, I got to I got to have you talk to a small business owner out there, a small entrepreneur that's that's on the come up. Give them just some pointers. Just talk to them directly. Some of the experiences you've gained over the past six months. What would you share with them right now? Listening. They need help. They need help growing. They need help on social media. They're in fear. Talk to them. Um, I would say just stop being afraid. Uh, you should be more afraid to be staying in the same position. Um, post yourself every single day. Post your business every single day. Get on different platforms. Um, all the social medias, even if you think it's not effective, keep going because eventually it will get you into the right room. Um, don't give up. Just keep doing all different types of marketing. Don't be trying to hold all your money and just save it for whatever rainy day you think is going to come. Like right now it's raining, make it rain with money, spend that money, throw it over the fence. Cause it usually will just come back to you. Um, the money I'm spending this year, it's going to make me a million dollars, if not more next year. So that's what I would recommend doing is continue to invest in yourself, invest in your business, invest in your crew. Um, make sure that you have a good culture within your crew and kind of, if you have a negative mindset, fix that first because you're not going to get very far with that. Yeah, I love it. Drop. You're straight up a menace. You know, we're going to ask you this. What does being a menace mean to you? Um, I would say being an action taker and being fearless and just willing to do whatever it takes to be the best and do what you said you were going to do. Mm. You, my dear, are an action it. taker. You are fearless, and you, Brittany, are a menace. We got to sign off the right way, though. You want to let her do that it? CEO energy, that she knows it. Energy officer energy, right? Got this. You, re you ready to hit it for us? Yeah, born ready. All right, this has been another episode of the MAF podcast. With Brittany, with Master Hands Painting, and my boy, Nikki Peacock. Sign us what? off, girl. Be an example. Be a menace. Yeah. Dope. Thanks for listening to this episode of Menace to Society. A menace to society. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button for more future episodes. And share with other menaces that aren't afraid to stand out and smash their goals. Oh, and if you own a business that's generating 100000 or more, and you want to explode your business with more revenue while working less, head on over to BeAMenace.com. You owe it to yourself.